sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all. Guess what I smoke, bitch. What it do, little freaks, and welcome back to Tales of a Freak coming from the dungeon. It is your favorite wild free spirit, Satina. And of course, it's just me and this thing tonight because if you're on any of my social medias, then you saw I asked the question if you wanted me to read a tale from my book, and a lot of y'all said yes on both pages. Um, and if you ain't following any of my social media accounts, you better jump on it. If you want me to know something, get on there, message me, talk to me about the podcast or the book. Don't sit up here and be like, hey, because I'm going to block your ass or I'm a motherfucking just re- leave that hoe on red. Or I'm just going to leave that hoe there because, motherfucker, you don't know me. You think you know me, but you don't fucking know me. So please. Be, you know, a little normal. I know I'm not all the way normal, but you trying to talk to me, and I don't know what the fuck you want to talk about. So, yeah, you know, um, add them hoes. <laughs> but, yeah, you guys, tonight's episode, I'm going to be reading the tale, The Fantasy and Ecstasy of Dick, Super Mario Story. I didn't want to spoil any of the book. Well, I mean, I am spoiling a little bit of the book, but the fantasy and ecstasy of Dick is literally just band scandal book version. So I'm not really telling anything that don't nobody know. Y'all know the stories about Super Mario lame ass and about his dick being little and him lying about it working and him trying to make it seem like it worked. Like y'all get the gist of it, but y'all just don't know how I wrote it. So that's why I'm going to read it to y'all tonight. And tonight's tale is just me talking about my favorite stories in the book. And honestly, it's really only two. So tonight's tale is Tales of a Freak Book. And I'm going to jump right in. So my favorite tales, well, before I even jump into that, the last episode I said that I wrote about the word cock. And I did write about it, but I wrote about it in Is This Just Fantasy Story? That story is um, about the white sugar daddy that I had. And the way I wrote it, not going to go into details because buy the book so you can know how I wrote it. But the reason I wrote it like that was because, I mean, me and him will never see each other again. We'll never talk to each other. And I just wanted to be something that was just made up like even though me and him had real last moments that happened they'll never happen again me and him will never really know each other so it's literally just shit that's just a fantasy that I created in his head of me so yeah that's why I wrote about that story that way and that's the reason why I wrote it why I wrote him saying cock because he was a white man and he really did say cock he was like stroke this cock like that was his thing he never said dick and it was real like like I said a lot of these stories are definite real ass events definite real ass they're based off some real ass people but yeah just to correct myself and the fantasy and ecstasy of dick that is super mario story that's just all about his lame broke ass dick and if you don't know who super mario is oh here he here's a tip um, Super Mario is my old high school assistant band director that's now a band director at Alabama. Now you know who Super Mario is. <laughs> Enjoy. So, um, yeah. Is this just fantasy? That is one of my tales that I do like that I wrote. But honestly, I really only have two that's my favorite. And that's Antoinette's tale. And truth be told, the fantasy and ecstasy of dick because those were two, honestly, kind of life-changing events that I wrote about to say. Well, they weren't really just, well, they were life-changing events for me while I was going through it in real life. But me, the way I wrote about them, it was literally like how, well, the tip of the iceberg of me changing into the person that I'm that I honestly am now (laughs) like those like those two stories really do have like a big 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 point in my life 
especially Antoinette's tale, because that's about the two year relationship I was in that I was cheating in. And um, I'm not finna go back through this with y'all. Just go back and listen to old episodes, cause I've talked about Antoinette's tale too. So, and I've talked about it plenty of times on this podcast. So. I'm not going back down that. And besides the story that I'm reading, the fantasy and ecstasy of dick, it's lengthy. So this tale is going to be real short, like trying to make it 10 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, um, Antoinette's tale, that was real deep for me because I wrote about a lot of my confusion, how honestly shitty I was of a person at that time. And how sweet the guy I was with and how I I didn't deserve him and he didn't deserve me. Like, we did not need to be with each other. Like, ooh, I cannot stress how bad we did not need to be with each other. And everything that I wrote about in that story, yes, a lot of that is fiction. And honestly, some of that is true. Like, the night we went out, if you don't know, buy the book. And I may read that story one of these days, but for now, it's just going to be the fantasy and ecstasy of dick. But Antoinette's Tale, um, yeah, that that was, I ooh, we, that night that we went out, I think I wrote it as our last outing together or the something. Can't really remember, honestly. No, I can't remember what the fuck I wrote. Don't judge me shit. But anyway, I can't remember how I wrote the setup, and I don't want to tell it neither. So, but that last night when me and him had hung out, and I said another nigga popped up after he left, that shit was true. That shit was true as fuck. That shit happened. So, that's why It's What It's Tell is really one of my favorites and of course the fantasy and ecstasy of dick y'all should know why that's my favorite like i literally just came out of that and i literally put some raw ass real emotion in that story and it oh it just came together so perfectly like the night i even started really working on that story was the night i had told him I told Super Mario I had gotten fired from my job, and that bitch told me all, and that sent me on a whole whirlwind, if y'all remember, and I once I calmed down, start hearing big guy voice in my head, like, nope, you you just need to leave me alone, you, you, you brought this on yourself, let it go, calm down, once I got to that middle space in my head, I was like, okay, cool. I know what I'm finna write about, and I know how this story is finna go. Literally, I sat down, rolled me a little fat blunt, because it was all the weed I had, and I just went to typing, bitch. <laughs> and that's how the fantasy and ecstasy of dick was created. Pure anger. <laughs> just some pure raw emotions in that story. Pure raw emotions in that story. And I'm going to read it to y'all tonight. And I know some of y'all was expecting me to talk about running red lights, but I'm not going to do that tonight because um, I want to talk about my book. <laughs> I want to talk about my book. That's really what I want to talk about. It's out on Amazon. Go get it. Tales of a Freak on Amazon. And, oh, another thing before I even start on the story. I want to take the time out to thank my editor and book cover designer again Misha I swear to god girl I love you to death because if it wasn't for you I would not have I wouldn't be able to have the physical copy in my hand right now or even shake this bitch like nobody would be able to have a physical copy and I'm just so blessed that I met you when I did and you know me and I know you and you were real honest with me because y'all know this journey when it started, the first editor that I had, the bitch played me talking about some, I've been reading your stories, they good. Yeah, you can send me the money up front and I'll start on them and just send me the stories. Bitch, straight up took my money and didn't do shit. And then when I was trying to, because y'all know, the book was supposed to come out October 22nd, 2021. But it didn't because I ain't have nearly as much shit as I had now. But still, 
I was, thank you, Misha, so much for being that true raw energy that really bonds with my genuine spirit. And I love you so much. I really do. And thanks for being a friend, girl. The second person I want to thank is the girl that did my makeup and my nails for my pictures. Y'all know my book cover. Um, I had somebody do my makeup and my nails. And thank you, Brittany, so much for making me feel so comfortable and so in love with my makeup because, you know, I don't like or really wear makeup. I'll do a lip and call it a day. But I was just so thankful that she made me feel comfortable. It wasn't anything too much. Nothing was caked on my face. It didn't look like it wasn't my face. I looked like me, which made me so much more happy about the moment. But I swear to God, thank you, Brittany, so much. And if y'all ever need y'all face beat, nails done, I'm going to put her Instagram account in the description, just like Misha's. If you ever need anything edited or anything designed, hit her up. If you need your face beat, nails done, hit up my homie Brittany because the bitch had me, like, I, I loved the makeup and I loved my nails. Like, everything was perfect. Like, sis did her thing. And thank you so much, Brittany, for being a friend, too. And, girl, you know I love you to fucking death because you really have been a solid friend, a real deal solid friend. And last but not least, the person who took my pictures. Jamal, I'm so thankful for you because you know when we started with the first set, I did not like it. I hated it. I hated everything about it. Like, y'all have no idea how this first start. Well, the first little group of people I had to help me with this, it, they I'm not going to say they were trash. It was just everything about what they had did. I didn't like it, and it was straight trash, and it wasn't the vision that you see now. So, bitch had to go all the way back to the drawing board, spend more money that a bitch didn't really have, but I made it happen, clearly, because I got a cover with me on there looking flawless and some pictures of me looking even more flawlessly. Oh, and I did my hair, and I um, styled me. Yes, I colored my hair, and I wanted it. Yes, don't ask me to do your hair, because I don't do hair. I do my hair. I lay my hair. I can, you want to know how? Because I grew it, so I know how to do it. <laughs> I lay my own hair, and I color my hair. Uh, yeah, I do my friend's hair. I ain't even going to lie. I ain't going to sit up here and say I don't do hair. Because if you like my close friend, like Amber Renee, or hell, even L Wiggs, any of my close friends know, um, yeah, I'm finna curl your hair. I'm finna straighten it. Whatever you want me to do since I got you. But don't be no, hey, can you? Nope, I ain't doing that because I don't know you. And we ain't close like that. I don't, why? No, go to a beauty shop. Go pay her. Go, go pay her. Don't, don't come to me. But I do my hair. I be laying that shit down there. I know. Thank you. <laughs> but thank you to those people, Brittany, Misha, Jamal, all of their stuff will be posted in the description. So if you need anything, those are the people that I went to and those are the people that I recommend. Because if it wasn't for them, Tales of a Freak book would not be here. Ultimately, even though it was my idea, they helped me put my idea into fruition. So thank you to those three people need anything go look for them pictures remember jamal took my pictures Brittany did my makeup and my nails and misha did my cover and my editing for my book so if you need any of those type of services hit those people up asap so now you guys since i got all my book talk out the way it's time for the fantasy and ecstasy of dick <laughs> And I'm excited to read this story. Now, I don't know if it's going to be a two-parter or a three-parter because the story is lengthy. And I know I got to break it up in sections because I don't want this pod to be too fucking long. Y'all know I really don't even like to have my pods to be so long. So, um, right now I'm thinking it's going to be a two-parter, but who knows? It may be a three-parter. But right now, only thing I can give you is the first part. So... So, tonight's topic and tale is 
The fantasy and ecstasy of Dick. Super Mario Story, a.k.a. Band Scandal book version. Let's get into it, little freaks. All right, had to get the book together. The fantasy and ecstasy of Dick. As I lay here in bed under the covers, staring at the wall while we planned chasing pavements by Adele, I think to myself, he really shattered my heart. He played with my emotions worse than a toddler playing with something they shouldn't have, abandoned my feelings, and left me with the pieces to pick up. As Adele sings, I've made up my mind, don't need to think it over. If I'm wrong, I am right, don't need to look no further. This ain't lust, I know this is love. I break back down in tears crying over the love I never had. All the special moments, all the conversations, all the grace I gave him, and all of the non-sex that turned into cuddle sessions meant absolutely nothing to him, and it hurts. I told him things about me that no man would ever know. I showed him parts of me that I've never shown any man because he wanted my emotions. Well, so I thought. I gave him grace despite his broken dick, grace that I shouldn't have given him. How could I let a dickless man play me like this when I didn't even want to be with him? He couldn't even keep it up for two minutes, but I fell in love with that lying, cheating troll of a man. More tears poured from my face, soaking my pillow. I try to get up to go to the bathroom, but I just fall to the ground next to my bed. The more she sings, the more I sink into my devastation. How could he treat me like this? I didn't even want him like that, but he bought it out. All I wanted from him was a good time and dick because that's what this was supposed to be. Just a fling. I can't even cry and say I wish I never met him because he was my high school band director before all this. All I can say is that I wish I could take it back the day we reconnected. Adele sings more of my sorrows and her words taking me further down memory lane. I reminisce back to the day Maurice Tyrone Warner saw me at the game. We met at a college football game in Alabama. I was attending and he was working. You can say I bought this hurt on myself in a way, acting naive and going over to speak to him. I should have known he had ulterior motives from the first night. Game night, the night we met again. I saw Mr. Warner at the game, forgetting that he was here in Alabama. I contemplate going over to speak to him, even though I hated that man in high school. Well, not all the way. I did love the way he could write a song out. The man is untouchable with that. But I am an adult now, so I can let the high school drama go and be nice. The fifth quarter is about to start anyway, and I kind of want to sit on Alabama's side for this one. Thoughts run through my mind as I plot my movement over to the other side. Let me get my drink and head over. Shit, it's too many people over here. Then you got all these old heads from the school right here blocking my way. How can I get past this crowd? I don't even see him anymore or know anyone on this side, shockingly. Damn, not one person I know is sitting on this side. Jones. Who is that calling my last name like that? The only person who's ever called me by my last name was, oh shit, hey Mr. Warner. I was actually coming over to speak to you and you found me. I did, now give me a hug, you looking nice. I can't believe that he just grabbed me by my waist and tightly hugged me like that. He continues to give compliments as he lets go of me. Yeah, Miss Jones, you got a nice little shape now. That yellow sundress look good on you, on your brown skin. Got your Corbin blue curls flying in the wind. I wonder why this man is looking at me like I'm something he wants to eat. You always checking, but thanks, Mr. Warner. You still look young and fit yourself these days. I try. Are you staying in Alabama tonight, or are you going back to Memphis? Well, actually, I'm staying in Nashville, and no, I got a room here in Alabama. I'm leaving in the morning. Okay, well, shit, we should hang out since you're here. Is Mr. Warner flirting with me, or is he just genuinely being nice to me? Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I am an adult now. Maybe I'm tripping. You know what? I did come by myself, so we actually can hang out tonight. I didn't plan on doing anything after the game. 
Okay, cool, Jones. Let's exchange numbers, and we can get some things set up once I make it back to the school. Of course, I know how that goes, but give me your phone. Here, I saved it under Satina, of course, just in case you forgot my first name. I got you, Jones. Let me get up here and do my thing. You about to leave? I know. I was trying to sit over here somewhere so I can hear what you cooked up for tonight. Okay, come on. I can get you a seat. He guides me through the stands to an empty seat. Here you go next to me and close to the band. Well, thank you, Mr. Warner. I really do appreciate it. You got me a good seat. Girl, stop calling me Mr. Warner. I'm not your teacher anymore. Call me Maurice. Would Tyrone be better? It might be later on tonight. He smirks at me and walks off. He was flirting with me for damn sure, and I couldn't believe that all this was actually happening. But there were some signs there. He's always loving my pictures on Facebook, but I thought he was just showing love. Wow, this is definitely something new for me. At this moment, I just know I have to text my best friend Dia about this because the bitch will never believe this. S. Bitch, you are not going to believe this shit. Dia. Ain't you at the game? Why you texting me? You must ain't found nobody you knew yet. LOL. Satina. Fuck you, bitch. I haven't. LOL. I actually walked up on something else. You remember the assistant band director when we were in high school? Dia. Slick. Slick. I don't. I had to quit after ninth grade. I wanted to be free. Oh, yeah, I remember him. The squirrel off Ice Age, you called him. Laugh my ass off. Bitch, you was funny. Satina. I forgot I even called that man that. Oh, my gosh. Laugh my ass off. But, yo, why this man flirting with me tough, bruh? Dia. Bitch, you are lying. That old ass man don't want you. Laugh my ass off. Satina. Lies, hun. We exchanged numbers and we supposed to hang out tonight after the game. Dia. Wait, you gave him your number? He asked for your number? Y'all going out tonight? Bitch, call me now. Satina. LOL, I can't. I'm still at the game. Just text me for now. Dia. Bitch, how did all this come about? Give me details. Like, what did he say? Satina. Okay, bitch, you know me. I'm clueless when somebody's flirting with me. Most of the time, you have to smack me with the sign. He hugged me by my waist, tight as hell. And I thought he was just, you know, a little too happy at first. Then he says my yellow sundress looks good on my brown skin. Looks at me like I'm something he got to have. Bitch, I'm shocked right now. What do I do? Dear, laugh my ass off. Not Warner wants some Satina pussy tonight. LMAO. Girl, it sounds like he trying to have a little fun with you tonight. So are you doing it or not? That's the real question of the night. Satina, honestly, you know I love chocolate men more than light skin. But he is cute. And for his age, he still does look good. I mean, he is short, but he is taller than me. He is still in shape. He is bald now with a salt and pepper beard that I wouldn't mind tickling my vagina. So I think I am. You know, it's been a while since I had good dick, a good dick down. So, you know, I'm going to give me some Maurice tonight, bitch. Dear. Oh, bitch, you have to tell me everything. Is it big? Did he eat it? All that shit, bitch. Right when I'm about to reply to Dia, I get a different text notification on my phone from Maurice. Maurice, since you sat down, you've been texting and giggling. Tell me the joke. Satina, I know, LOL, but please believe I was over here grooving the space age pimping. You called it off. I figured you wrote that one. Dia ends up texting me again because I didn't respond quick enough to her last text. Bitch, you fucking him already? Damn, why you stop texting me? I want to know what's going on, too. Satina, laugh my ass off. No, but I do need to show him a little more attention because he's watching me over here, bitch. LOL. Dia, 
okay, well, call me when you're on your way back to Nashville or once he leaves when y'all do the nasty. Because I want to know. LOL. Satina, LOL, we'll be in touch. I turn my attention back to my message thread with Maurice to continue our conversation. Maurice, we finna play the last song and dip soon. Satina, well, I'm about to leave now so I can beat the crowd. Maurice, yeah, do that so I can watch you walk away. Satina, now if I didn't know any better, Maurice, I could say you've been hitting on me all night. Maurice, and you are correct. I have been, LOL. You've grown and I see all this body. It got me intrigued. Satina, intrigued? Hmm, interesting. Maurice, yeah, you talking some good shit. Like, you seem fun as fuck, and I want to see how fun. Satina, Maurice, are you sure you're not too old for me and can handle it? Maurice, too old for what? I'm still out here busting heads, boo. Men get better with age. Experiencing stanima is a motherfucker. Satina, LOL. Okay, Mr. Maurice Tyrone Warner. Hopefully, you can hold your end of the deal. I'll see you later. Now watch me walk away. Maurice. I get up to walk away, and he's watching me like a hawk in the sky stalking his prey. He's not missing a note with me, and I don't blame him. This yellow dress is fitting my little curved body to the teeth. My small waist and fat ass looks amazing. Then my dress is off the shoulder, showing a lovely view of the girls. My natural curls are popping tonight. I'm happy I colored my hair blonde before I came. I'm 5'2 with sexy brown natural curly hair and thick in the right places. Of course he want him some Satina tonight. It's just turning me on knowing he desires me and no one in this stadium knows. I wink at him before leaving his sight and disappearing into the crowd. I make my sexy exit out the stadium, then run to my car like a little schoolgirl that just got a date with the star quarterback. I try to calm myself down before heading back to my hotel that I got for the night. Trying to focus on putting the address into the GPS on my phone. I couldn't believe all this was happening. Maurice Tyrone Warner, my old high school band director, wants to fuck me. Satina Jones, tonight, little old me, if I could go back in time and tell my high school self about this, she would beat my ass. My high school self would flip the fuck out. He looks better now, older with a bald head. He should have gone bald. He's never really had a hairline when I was in high school. I also like the full beard with salt and pepper in the middle of it. And I like he's still in shape. I bet he still has stamina to handle me. I wonder if he still ballroom dances from time to time. It's so much I want to know and feel from this man. I can't fucking wait. I almost missed my turn thinking about this man. While I'm waiting around in my car, I get a text from Maurice. I've been waiting to hear back from him, hoping he didn't forget all about our potential plans for tonight. Maurice, we just now about to leave. What's the address to your hotel? I stay 14 minutes from the school, so it won't take me too long. 800 Monroe Street, Southwest. Maurice, okay, you 18 minutes from me. I'll let you know when I'm on the way. You hungry? Satina. I am, actually. Maurice. Good. You want Mexican food? You know I'm a Mexican deep down inside. Satina. LMAO. Yeah, that's perfect. I love Mexican food. I hurry up and hop off my phone to go up to my room and revamp myself before he comes here. The nerves begin to take over me again. I can't find my room key and it's not in the car or anything. My inner voice has to come in and calm me down. Satina, just go to the front desk. Get it together, girl. Luckily, someone is at the front desk. I walk up happily as the staff member greets me with a warm smile. Hello, I'm Satina Jones. I'm in room 606 and I don't have my room key. Could I possibly get another one? You sure can. Can I see your ID? 
Thank you. Here's your ID and room key. Thank you. I'm so happy that nobody's on the elevator. I can ride it straight up to my floor. My room is just right here when I get off the elevator. Housekeeping came by while I was gone, so I have enough towels for two just in case he does spend the night. I go into the restroom, wet my hair a bit, and give my vagina a freshen up. All I can think about is if he eats a mean vagina. He plays trumpet, and that requires a lot of time. They have to stick their tongue through that little hole, so I'm sure he's amazing. My phone rings in the middle of my thoughts and freshening up. I just know that it has to be him. I rush to the bed where I dropped off my phone and become quickly disappointed when I see that it's just Dia calling me. Girl, what the fuck you want? I immediately say when I accept the call. He must ain't hit yet, because you still sound like you haven't had sex in two months. All hostile and shit. He hasn't yet, Dia. He just made it home from the game. Oh, so you're just waiting for the dick now. Yes, fool, but I can't lie. I'm just sitting here thinking about him, wondering if what it'll be like. Like, think back to high school band for a minute and how much of a force to be reckoned with he was. Even watching him today direct the band a little bit and take control like he did made me so damp. Okay, bitch, I see you've been marinating on this shit, huh? I have, dear. I really have. I'm so thrilled to be fucking my old high school band director. We both laugh insanely loud. I catch my breath. I couldn't have thought of this shit myself. I remembered you really hating him when we were in high school because he was such a hard ass. Now it's making your little pussy wet. Talk about time bringing a change in life. I laugh. Dee is absolutely right about this. Everything I hated about him in high school is turning me on as an adult. Shut up, Dee. We continued our conversation until I hear a beep in the background. It's my other line with Maurice calling. Dee, he's calling. I gotta go. Okay, bye, Satina. Use a condom so you won't have old babies. I hang up on crazy deal without responding and clear my throat before answering Maurice's call. <clears throat> hey, Maurice. Hey, I'm out here. Okay, here I come. The nerves come back into full swing yet again, and now I'm thinking about how I should have smoked a blunt to calm my nerves instead of talking to Dia. I made sure to get my phone, ID, room key, and lip gloss. I didn't grab my debit card because I just know that he's paying for everything. Well, he better be. I rush out to the elevator and I see it's closing, so I shout, Hey, hold the elevator, please. I made sure to thank the stranger once I got on. You're welcome, beautiful, the stranger says, flashing a smile my way. I smile and look away shyly. This guy on the elevator was boosting me up, making me feel some type of way. Whoever is getting the chance to take you out tonight is a lucky man, I must say. Thank you, and you're right about that one. He's a very lucky man. The elevator opens, and I walk off first. I hope you have a great night, sir. You too, gorgeous. Tell your date he's very lucky. I walk off in hopes he's watching me walk away. I slightly turn around to see him walking in the same direction as me. I walk with more pep in my steps so he wouldn't see me get in the car with Maurice. I may like Maurice, but it's something about the elevator guy that is giving me a whole other vibe. He looks the same age as Maurice, maybe younger. Dark chocolate like I like them, five, six maybe? He's definitely taller than Maurice for damn sure. Big arms and big muscles, he works out every day it seems. I make it to the door and I see Maurice as soon as I walk out the door. I smile and wave as he pulls his car up to me. As he's driving up, the elevator guy walks out and makes eye contact with me. I see Maurice out my peripheral and break eye contact with elevator guy to get in the car. I instantly jump back into my Mr. Warner fantasy when entering the car. Hey Maurice, it's kind of weird to say your first name like that. Hey Jones. Oh boy was looking like he knew you. 
He isn't giving me the Maurice Tyrone Warner fantasy, so he's not on the hit list. Out of nowhere, Maurice kisses me, but it isn't passionate. It doesn't penetrate my soul because it was just a peck on the lips. We smile at each other and he takes off to the restaurant. Shockingly, it's not too far from the hotel and it's not a lot of cars in the parking lot. And when we walk in, as soon as we sit down, he orders a double shot of Lunazul Blanco. That much of a stressful night, huh? May, he exclaims after the waiter walks away with his order. I laugh at his one-word reply, seeing the look of stress start to fade away. I'm surprised it's not a double shot of Crown. I don't mess with whiskey anymore. Oh, really? I didn't think I would hear the day. I actually love me some Jameson. That's my husband. Oh, shit. Okay. Hey, waiter. Add a double shot of Jameson with that. Um, now, Maurice, I haven't eaten much today, and you are not ready to meet that other side of me yet. He looks at me with a look that sends chills down my spine that alerts every nerve in my lower being. We're about to eat, so calm down. You in good hands tonight. I look back at him seductively. I hope so. The waiter brings the shots just in time from what I sense from him. The waiter barely put the shot on the table before Maurice took his shot. Damn, you can wait till I got mine in hand? My bad. Let me get another one. The waiter takes out his notepad and pen. Okay, sir, are you both ready to order? Yeah, give me the chicken nachos with everything on it. Satina, what you getting? I want the same, but no tomatoes or sour cream. All right, I'll be back with that shot and your orders shortly. The waiter collects the menus, and I throw my shot back and give him the glass before he walks off. Also, waiter, before you go, can we get a pitcher of strawberry margaritas? Thank you. Maurice, that's basic. Why you didn't say mango or another more exotic flavor? Next pitcher, you can pick the flavor then. Next pitcher? I swear I'll be good after the first one. I keep trying to warn you, man. I laugh and shake my head. We are having fun. I want you to enjoy yourself. The waiter comes back with his shot and the pitcher with the chips and salsa. Okay, now we have a party. You know I like to think of myself as a Mexican. I see. So I'm curious to know, what made you try me tonight? I could have rejected you tonight for many reasons. He take his shot and pour me a glass and himself a glass of margarita. He takes a sip before he answers. Because, Jones, honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I just saw your little sexy self in the crowd and took my chance. Your Facebook post definitely made me look a little harder at you. I laugh a little. I mean, I have a sex podcast. What do you expect me to post myself in? A 1800s ball gown? He laughs and almost spits his drink out. No, I don't. I'm just saying. They grab my attention. Okay, I get you, Mr. Warner. You called me Mr. Warner, he smirks. I palm my forehead at the embarrassing mistake. Ew, I know, we're past that now. It's okay, he smiles, like he's going to make me call him that later. Or maybe I just want him to. Finish your drink, Jones. I'm about to pour my second one. I smile as he says that and hold my glass out for more. The waiter comes back just in time with the food because I'm starting to feel everything I'm drinking. Jones, aren't we the same son? We are! I scream in excitement. You remembered! I'm shocked. Wait, what day? It's before mine, I know. 16th or 17th, right? It's the 17th, Maurice. Yeah, I've never dated my son before. I'm happy to see how this goes. I almost choked on my food a little. Oh, so that's what we're doing. Dating? Well... Yeah, I got you out tonight. I'm paying for everything, and I'm really enjoying your company. Okay, Maurice, we're dating, I smirk and say. Okay, then, you enjoy your nachos, Jones? I am. You like yours? I do, they fine, man. You're so Memphis, it's sad sometimes. Man, I love my city. Why are you hating on the city, man? Don't be a hater. I like you too much. I laugh before finishing my drink. Pour me another one, please, sir. I got you, Jones. I was waiting for you to finish yours before I finished mine. 
Maurice, if I don't, if I didn't know any better, I would think you're trying to get me drunk. He takes a deep inhale in and puts his hand on his chest. Me? I would never. I'm shocked you would even think that. We both laughed and continued eating and drinking the night away. Satina, do you want to take another shot before we go, or are you good? Mmm, I'll have whatever you're having, I smirk. Waiter, can I get two more shots and a check, please? Can you wait for me this time, and we take the shot together, Maurice? Yeah, I'm going to wait for you this time. The waiter comes back with the shots and the check. Maurice give him the car without looking at the bill. All right, Jones, to a good night. To a great night, Maurice. We take our shots, and the waiter comes back with his card. I stand up and realize that I drank a double shot of Jameson, three full glasses of strawberry margarita, and a shot of whatever tequila Maurice gave me. All the drinks hit me while walking, making me trip over my own feet when we made it out the door. Maurice grabbed me by my waist to catch me. Don't fall now. I burst into a drunk laugh that I didn't know was coming. With every chuckle, I feel my drunkenness oozing out of me. I finally stopped laughing. I'm good, Maurice. Let's run to the car now. I start running to the car, leaving him behind me. Come on, Maurice, let's go. Yeah, Jones, I think you may have been right about yourself, he says, walking up to the car. I laugh and look at him. Oh, I'm just getting started, sweetie. I look at him like the demon I am and laugh again. He gets in and starts the car. Oh, Maurice, let me be the DJ real quick. I hook my phone up to his car and play a song I knew he would groove to. I think you would like this. It's a Lose Your Love by the Dirty Projectors. The beat drops and I turn the volume as high as it can go and find my way in my own world and groove out. <clears throat> I get lost in my world and sing and dance in my seat all the way to the hotel. I realize the car has stopped, but the music is still going. I feel Marie's eyes on me, smiling at me. Then the music stops. Hey, why did you stop the song? It wasn't over yet. I just love how you were just being you right now, he smiles and says to me. Well, thank you, Maurice. He leans in and kisses me the same way, just a pet. Can I spend the night with you, Satina? The way he says my name, he barely calls me by my first name, but it's just something about it. The way he pronounced the first two syllables in my name is so sultry and serene. Or I could just be drunk. Hmm. I lean in to gently grab him by the shirt to whisper in his ear. I thought you all I thought you already were staying the night with me, Maurice. I kiss his ear and get out the car. He follows with his bag shortly after I start to walk towards the hotel door. I walk into the building first to block him from getting in, but a couple walks out the other door, so he runs to the other door to get in. Jones, why you want to play with me like that? He laughs. Because it's fun and I plan to play with you all night, Maurice. I say, looking into his big dreamy eyes. He walks up to give me a peck on the lips and grab my hand to walk together. Public display of affection is new for me. It's been a long time since I was with a guy that even does it. Even when I'm out on a date with a guy, they've never shown it like this with ease. It's always made me feel uncomfortable about him touching me or just weird about the moment. Maurice is really giving me something I didn't even know I needed or won't, and I'm loving everything about it. <clears throat> we made it to my room, hand in hand still. So many emotions are flowing through me right now, but I know one feeling is taking over. Them all. Horny. Jones, I like that song you were playing in the car. Who sings it again? I don't know, I forgot, but I can certainly play some tunes. Some tunes, he laughed. You're an old soul. I am. Ooh, wee. I got a song by a French group. I love. You'll love it, too. I get my speaker out of my bag and hook it up to my phone. The group is called Poom, and the song is Ki Etu. The song starts, and he's grooving to it while pulling out a bottle of Luna Zoe Blanco tequila out his bag. 
Oh, wow. You got more to drink? You want a shot? Wait, you don't need any more. The fact that you are saying that makes me want another one. But you knew that, so pour it. We laugh and he pours the shot. I fake take the shot by throwing it back, then quickly spinning it back in the cup, hoping he didn't notice it. And he didn't. I know I don't need any more, because if I do, I will throw up. Maurice must have his liver removed because I just don't see how he's still drinking. He should be good and drunk, but he's still drinking. Jones, that's on fire. Give me another one from them, he says, walking over to me to sit on the bed with me. This is the moment. This is what we're both here for, and it's about to happen, I think. He gets close to me, then lays his head on my lap and rolls my thigh. What's the name of the group again, Jones? Poon. I like them. You got great taste in music, you know. I think you would like this song called Unaware by Alan Stone. He grabs my phone from my hand and navigates to YouTube to start playing the song. I listen closely to critique this song I've never heard before. This song sounds like it's going to be a groovy white guy song. I come in after hearing the first lyric. He looks up at me and awe. You're right. It is a groovy white guy. He makes music in his mom's basement. He has a lot of little songs, but this one is my favorite. Maurice gets out the bed and holds his hand out. Dance with me, Jones. What the fuck? Dance? I thought we was here to fuck, but all night he has been romancing me. I take his hand and try to hide my disappointment. You still love to ballroom dance, I see. Just with pretty women these days. I smile and lay my head on his chest. <clears throat> Even though I didn't want to dance, this is actually soothing. His soft hands on my waist slowly moving down to my ass, with us swaying back and forth to the beat of the music. It all seems so magical and so unreal how he's making me feel. I look up into his eyes, wanting him to kiss me with the passion this moment is given, but he doesn't. When his song finishes playing, my phone goes back to my playlist. A reggae song starts playing, Brown Skin by Richie Spice. He spins me around and brings me closer to him from behind. I love reggae music, Jones. I swear I can listen to your playlist all day and night. Hell, I can dance with you all night, too. Maurice, I just like being in your arms right now. It's strangely comforting. Strangely? He spins me around to face him. Why strangely, Jones? I put my hand around his neck and gently massage it. Because, Maurice, I don't normally do all this. I honestly didn't think I would enjoy you this much. Maurice stops dancing with me to pour himself a shot and takes it. Maurice, I'm about to take a shower so you can enjoy your shots alone. Only for a minute, though. I walk off into the bathroom without grabbing any clothes because I plan to walk out naked to see if he jumps on the opportunity. I walk back out to grab my phone and speaker. Maurice is just sitting in the chair next to the bed drinking his tequila, entertaining himself and not noticing. I came back out to get my speaker and phone. <clears throat> I walk back in the bathroom to put my stuff down. Then I walk back out in front of him and take his shot. I give the cup back and walk back into the bathroom to shower. I grab my phone to set my mood and let my intentions be known at this point. I play Would You Mind by Janet Jackson. As Janet fills the bathroom and the outside of it, I turn the shower on hot and let the water cascade down my face. Washing out the shot I just took, the steamy water hits my body and I inhale. Breathing in the steam, it feels so good to my skin, I turn around so my back and ass can feel it. I arch my back as the water hit my back and trickled down between my thick cheeks and into my inner thighs. I spread my cheeks and bend over so the water can hit me from the back for a minute. I drop my cheeks and rub my inner thighs as I rise up. I turn around so the water can hit my face again. I grab my sponge to wet it with the water and soap. I feel the soap lather up in my hands with the sponge and hot water. I slowly rub it across my arms, feeling the small weight of the sponge on me. 
I imagine the sponges, Maurice's hands moving up and down my arms as the soap spreads across. I cover the soap over my breasts, taking one hand to hold them up while I wash under them. I slide the sponge down my stomach to my saver spot, picturing it was Maurice's hands brushing past it. I spread my legs a little more just so I can feel more water trickle down to my clit while rubbing the sponge in a circular motion on my clit. I lean my head back in awe as the hot water washed the soap off my breast, adding more pressure to my moment. Shit, I feel myself building up, but I just can't release it. I stop myself before I frustrate myself further in hopes that Maurice can finish me off. I rewash my body, making sure I hit those sweet spots that'll be broadcast tonight and get out the shower. Janet's still singing, filling the room, giving me everything I needed to get out of the shower. I dry my hair so it won't drip everywhere, then my body. I wrap the towel back around my body and walk out. Maurice is still sitting in the chair drinking his drink on his phone. He's not paying any attention to the fact I just came out the bathroom. I walk over in front of him and drop my towel. Maurice, I say seductively. He finally looks up and drops his phone by mistake on the floor. I laugh. Is that all you're going to do? Just drop your phone and look? He stand up and I'm thinking he's going to take me by my waist, kiss me, throw me on the bed, eat me out, or just fuck me, but he doesn't. Maurice stands up and gives me a peck on the lips. Let me shower and I'll be back to take care of you. He grabs his bag and leaves me standing there, butt-ass naked, to go into the restroom and shower. I can't help going through a million more thoughts as the moment is yet paused again between us. Didn't you shower when you went home to clean up before we went out? You've been doing all this high school petting with me like I'm in high school, which is starting to worry me. And here's the moment, and you walk away from it? What the fuck is his deal right now? I shake the panic off and decide that he's just he just wants to make sure that he's super fresh for me. So I plan on just laying in the bed naked and being ready for him to come back out and take care of me like he said he would. I shift my focus to setting the mood for when he comes out the restroom. I leave one lamp on so he can see a bit when all the rest of the lights are off. I light two candles to add to the ambiance in the room. Finally, I grab my phone to put it on baby making playlist. I play Coming to My Senses by Alina Barras. Then I put his drink and bottle on his side of the bed he'll be on. When I pick up the bottle, I notice that the bottle that was full when he took it out his bag now barely has enough for two shots in it. I finally had the shower cut off, so I rush to the bed to get in before he comes out. The song is over and meeting in my bedroom comes on when he walks out. He walks out looking a little shocked but trying to hide it by looking away. You got your little candles lit, the lights off, music going. I'm scared of you. What are you talking about, Maurice? You scared? Never, I say in a kinky, funny way. We both laugh while he puts his things in his bag. I notice a Ziploc bag full of stuff that he put away quickly. Finally, he gets in the bed, and it's the moment I've been waiting for to see Maurice dig into feel it deep inside my sugar walls the right song is playing right now i'm right because i'm just laying here naked waiting for him to do anything to me the moment is right and the only thing i'm missing right now is his dick inside me i turn his way to watch him take his boxes off he takes them off but his dick doesn't jump out like it's on hydraulics it's not even hard maybe he's a grower and not a shower Jones, you like the cuddle? He asks me while pulling the covers back to see me naked and smile while getting in. Why the fuck is he asking me about cuddling? We should be fucking right now. His pants are off. I'm naked. We're in bed together. Fuck me songs are playing right now. What is really going on right now? Honestly, Maurice, I really don't care for it. 
Shocking, I know, but I'm not the typical female you're used to dealing with. I'm a little different. I know you are. You were always different, Jones. I used to think it was cool of you to wear your rock star clothes at an all-black high school in Memphis. You reminded me of a black little Cindy Lauper walking around that school. Hearing him talk about the little weird girl I was in high school, standing out just because it was easy to do, is making me feel seen in a way. Do you remember when you said everybody in your head had a theme music, Maurice? I do. What was mine, or what is my theme song? You didn't tell me then, but I want to know now. I can't remember it right now, he says, pulling me closer to him in bed. Now it's time, I think to myself. He kisses me, but I don't let him break away from me. I keep kissing him, giving him more of me. With every kiss. He slips his tongue in my mouth, just laying there, not doing anything, not even dancing with mine or moving around like an eel in my mouth, just dead weight in my mouth. He puts me on my back and gets on top of me. Hopefully he can kiss my lower lips better than he's kissing my upper lips. He looks me in my eyes before he bends down to kiss me again. Just the peck starting with my lips, then just all over. It makes me feel a little giddy inside, him kissing me like that. Eventually, he moves further down south to the spot that matters. He gently licks my click, teasing me with his tongue slightly. Oh, I moan softly. He gently licks my click, but never applies any real pressure. He has no actual drive like I thought he would. It's no beast inside him that is coming out right now. It's, it just feels like he's doing it just to do it, which doesn't make any sense to me because he talked himself up all night, and this is what it is? Maybe the dick will be better. Maybe that's where he shines best. He finally stops playing with my vagina because that's exactly what he's doing down there, just playing. He comes back up and just lay beside me. Jones, what's that song playing right now? Okay, you have to be fucking kidding me. Did he seriously ask about a fucking song in the middle of trying to fuck? I know this man is lying right now. It's movies by Tom Mitch, I say, hiding my disappointment in my voice. I love it, he says, kissing me again. I think to myself that this has got to be the moment. Maurice, do you have a condom? I ask in the middle of his pecs. Yeah, let me get it. He gets the condom out his bag, and I see him put it on. Great. It's hard, and he's about to lay the pipe. He gets back in the bed, but pulls the cover back on himself. I snatch the covers back from him, and I see his dick still doesn't have an erection. Why the fuck did he even put the condom on in the first place? What is wrong with him? I'm not understanding anything that's happening right now. Maybe he needs some mouth action to help keep him alive down here. I take the condom off and try to suck his dick. One small lick to the tip and he says, Jones, you don't have to do that. You win. Let's just lay here and cuddle. What the fuck did he just say to me? I know this motherfucker didn't just say let's lay here and cuddle. Why the fuck did he approach me like this tonight then? What did I win because I didn't come tonight? I take my hand from around his dick and kiss him on the lips and lay beside him. He turns over to his side while I lay on my back, staring up at the ceiling, wondering, should I ask him what's going on? Do I even want to know why he doesn't want me to suck his dick? Why is the night ending like this? He's not even cuddling me like he was at first. More silence filled between us until Chrisette Michelle starts singing If I Had My Way. Finally, he talks to me, but not about the issue at hand. You know, she can really sing. She hasn't put out much. Yeah, they blacklisted her because she performed for Trump's inauguration. Crazy, I know. I say in a chill tone. Yeah, that is crazy because she was just trying to make her money. It's not like she support him. You're right, Maurice. We're all just trying to make it the best way we can. 
I stay hoping he would stop talking to me and just go to sleep. I wish he would turn around and talk to me about what's really going on with him. But he doesn't. Eventually, he falls asleep, leaving me up, staring at the ceiling, wondering what the fuck just happened. After 10 minutes of hearing him snoring, I get up to roll a blunt to go smoke in my car. I take his bottle of tequila with me to finish while I smoke. I throw my black short nightgown on with some black flip-flops and walk out the door. I get on the elevator with the blunt in hand and the bottle in the other, looking like a sexually frustrated sourpuss. As soon as the elevator door is open, I walk out and I see the elevator guy walking towards the elevator. He smiles at me just as hard as he did when he first met me. All right, little freaks, I'm stopping it right here because like I said, it is definitely lengthy. So I'm going to pick back up when I meet Elevator Guy and y'all going to know what happened. So stay tuned, little freaks, because I'm coming with part two. It looks like it's going to be a part two and I hope that's it. But um, yeah, that's where I'm stopping at tonight and we'll pick up where I left off. So stay freaky, little freaks. Oh, before I go, let me um say this one. I'll do an episode the beginning of the month and the end of the month. Um, at Monday at nine. Now, if I'm gonna do something different, I'm gonna tell y'all. I ain't well right now. I don't think I'm gonna do nothing different. The next episode will be at the beginning of November, which is, if I'm not mistaken, is the the sixth. I believe. Yeah, the sixth. So November the sixth. Expect. The second part of the fantasy and ecstasy of dick. So stay freaky, little freaks.